podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every single weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 10th of October. Arsenal came out top in one of the games of the season so far against Liverpool at the Emirates. The home side won a thrilling contest 3-2 to remain ahead of Man City at the top of the league after nine games. Goals from Martinelli and two from Bakayo Saka were enough to overcome a Liverpool side that find themselves in 10th place, 14 points behind the Gunners. West Ham's Gianluca Scamacca scored his third goal in three games to help beat Fulham 3-1 at the London Stadium. The Italian striker was profligate in front of goal, but did manage to score the decisive second with half an hour of the contest left. Manager David Moyes was pleased with the performance and the result, saying, A win in the Premier League, whoever you're playing, is really difficult. After Thursday night and going a goal behind, the boys showed really big character. Man United bounced back from their derby day humiliation by beating Everton at Goodison Park. Everton went a goal up thanks to a stunning strike from the reborn Alex Iwobi. New Brazilian winger Anthony then equalised to become the first player in United history to score in his first three Premier League appearances. Cristiano Ronaldo then came off the bench to score the winner, his 700th career club goal. Meanwhile, Crystal Palace boss Patrick Vieira has warned the rest of the Premier League that Eberichi Eze is getting better and better after his fine individual goal secured a victory against Leeds at Sohurst Park. Palace won the game 2-1 and moved level in the table with the visitors, but Eze was the name on the manager's lips at full time. He said he just needs to find the right position to be a little more high on the field because he has the ability to score goals and to create chances. So it was a good performance from him and he's getting better and better. Those are your headlines. Okay then, let's start with the Arsenal-Liverpool game, one of the best games of the season. Here is Josh Landy from the Footballistically Arsenal podcast. 3-2 to the rip-roaring Gunners. It was another wonderful day at the Emirates. The stadium has an electricity like it hasn't had in years and the connection between the players and the supporters is getting better week by week and I think the players are responding to that. It's incredible, really, that even before kickoff, we were favourites to beat Liverpool. If you look at what these two clubs have done over the last five or six years, and to Arteta's great credit that Arsenal deserved their victory, played great football in what was, I'm sure, a really entertaining game um, for the neutrals. And one that just gives you the tiniest little bit of hope of going, well, what if? What if we're top by the time the World Cup comes around? What if we're top in January? What if we're top in February? But let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is still a season to worry about getting back into the Champions League. And in that respect, beating Tottenham last week and beating Liverpool um, eight days later is absolutely massive in that regard. You have to say there aren't really any weak links in this Arsenal side at all. And credit to Arteta with going with Tomiyasu, playing out of position at left-back when Kieran... Tierney was fit, but he did a terrific job up against Mohamed Salah and he was one of several brilliant performances across the park. An electric Emirates, an exciting victory and bring on next weekend. That was Josh Landy from the Footballistically Arsenal podcast available on this network. Let's get a Liverpool angle then. Let's talk to Alfie Brown. He is a comedian, a Liverpool fan and the voice of Liverpool on this podcast. I think I might have finally become depressed. I think I might have finally been broken. I might finally have had my spirit fractured by Liverpool Football Club. 
Uh, we looked slow and we looked uh, tired. I'm not sure whether that's because we are an older team or because we've been uh, playing together as a unit uh, longer. Or Liverpool have you know had that team together for ages, but. Christ, uh, we looked off of it in the second half uh, and losing Diaz uh, for the foreseeable future for the next few weeks or however long it turns out to be. Him and Darwin looked really great, fresh, lots of energy. I'm not sure about the merits of uh, giving Salah a huge new deal for millions and billions of pounds and then making him a kind of wide playmaker who doesn't affect too much of what's going on or doesn't seem to be at the moment. I'm not sure about the logic of not investing more in the midfield. Uh, I don't think we're taking as many risks as perhaps we need to be. I'm absolutely amazed about how many midfielders I've seen. Bruno at Newcastle, Paqueta at Paqueta, whatever you say, at West Ham. Uh, um, uh, there are just so many midfielders uh, and none of them seem to play for Liverpool. Uh, and there are problems all over the place, uh, absolutely all over the place. And we're just, we look terrified, absolutely terrified. And uh, I'm a bit scared as well. Thanks, Alfie, comedian, Liverpool fan. He's got uh, several comedy stand-up specials on YouTube, which you absolutely must check out. Um, fantastic comedian, top boy. All right, let's move on. West Ham, big victory at home to Fulham. 3-1 they won at the London Stadium. Here's Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast. Mark, I'm recording this as I walk away from the uh, Fulham fixture, West Ham United versus Fulham, uh, uh, a milestone in footballing history as the tense, uh, nervy and undeserved 3-1 win is created for the first time. With each of our three goals, West Ham were drained of confidence and, West, and Fulham were uh, emboldened. Uh, they scored very early on, first first five minutes, they scored a wonderful goal. Uh, and then we had a bit of luck with the penalty. Uh, a Fulham player wrestled Craig Dawson to the ground, was told off by the referee, uh, did it again, was told off again, then did it a third time, at which point a penalty was awarded. Same player, same Craig Dawson, same, uh, same result every time, except a penalty. Uh, then Skamaka scored a goal, um, which involved a VR check so complicated that handball was uh, checked for, offside was checked for, I think Skamaka's uh, work visa was checked, uh, and then they carried out an MOT, uh, and eventually the goal was awarded after some five minutes. Um, then our third goal uh, involved a, a Chuckle Brothers type to me, to you, between the two goalkeepers who bumped into each other like Laurel and Hardy attempting to go through the same door at the same time and uh, Antonio nipped in and scored so 3-1 was the result but uh, it wasn't the most convincing win hopefully things will be a bit less nervy now we've got three wins under our belts uh, it was uh, again a game in which there was a lot of pressure and uh, uh, it was a difficult game under the circumstances but we came out winners cheers that was Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast. If you're a West Ham fan, absolutely check that out. Brilliant podcast on this network. Let's talk briefly about Man United then. They uh, beat Everton at Goodison Park. Feels like quite a quite a meaningful result, I'd say, particularly after a very difficult game at Man City. Look, lots of teams are going to get hammered by Man City. Lots of them are. That's, it's going to happen, but it was the manner of the defeat. I think it was the way that United were not brave at all on the ball. Well, that's a bit different today. I think first half, particularly against Everton, they were 
happy to take the ball in tight situations and try and play through Everton. Second half, they took the foot off the gas a little bit and um, were sort of happy to play counter-attacking football. They sort of stopped playing football, really. But generally, decent performance, excellent three points. Everton, though, look decent. I think they're going to be fine this season. Carbert-Lewin came back, played 20 minutes off the bench, looked, he's not going to look sharp right now, but he looked dangerous still, I thought. Um, and the midfield three of, of Idris Agana-Gay, Onana, and, like I mentioned, the reborn Alex Awerby, he looks fantastic. But that midfield as a unit, I think, are very, very strong. Physically very strong, but also just very, a very a good mix of players, and they complement each other really well. And Palace, let's talk about them briefly. Good result at home to Leeds. Eze, I mean, like, like, like Vieira said, Eze... He's moved more central. He got the number 10 shirt as well over the summer. And he was always always one of those players when he played wide left, he'd get the ball and sort of glide with it. But you only get so much of the ball on the wing. Now he's in the middle of the park. He's a fantastic passer of the ball. But he can still run at you. And, and he can take different angles now he's running from the middle. He's one of the players that I really enjoy watching. There are several at, at Crystal Palace. And they've got a very bright future ahead of them. In fact, I was shocked to look at the table and see they were 15th. That they they won that game against Leeds and are only now level with Leeds. They've got nine points from eight games. For some reason, it feels like they've been doing a lot better than that. But they've had some they've had some difficult games recently. They've had I think they played four of the top six recently. So you'd you'd think that they should have a nice little run between now and Christmas. Oh no, the World Cup's going to ruin it all. All right, well, good luck anyway. All right, that's all we've got time for. I'll be back same time tomorrow with more whistleblowers. Podcast Network.